Hey, welcome to the Chad Franco podcast, where we will be talking all things lifestyle, fitness, nutrition, mindset, and anything else that can help you be the best version of yourself. My goal with this show is to share my years of experience to help you simplify your own health and wellness journey and understand how to meet yourself where you're at. Hey friends, welcome to episode six, where we are talking about stress management. Whew, man, if I had a dollar for every time I have had to manage stress, and if I had a dollar, even a nickel, I'll take a nickel for every time I had to talk to a client about the critical importance of stress management in our lives. So I'm going to start out with a little story. Uh, because I remember it vividly, and ever since, we'll say a decade ago, maybe even longer, maybe 15 years, 10 to 15 years ago, when I learned the importance and value around managing stress and what stress truly meant as a big picture, right? A big picture item of what stress is. But anyway, it was uh, during my years of working in the construction industry, uh, if any of you didn't know, I spent uh, 14, well, rewinding even farther, my dad was a general contractor, so I grew up in the construction industry, working in construction during my summers during school, um, and then I spent a 14-year stint working in the construction, electrical construction industry as a superintendent, operating large multi-million dollar projects, running um, large teams of people, uh, anyway, I remember applying for this specific job uh, when I was trying to advance my career. And one of the questions in the interview was, how do you manage stress? And I, being the young, cocky version of myself, very confidently said, I eat stress for breakfast. And I laugh at that now because I was so proud in that moment that I truly thought I was, I could eat stress for breakfast. Like I was crushing it, man. You can't stress me out. I'll absorb all that stress that you need. Um, and rewinding back to that time in my life, this was late, mid to late twenties. Um, you know, I was drinking a lot more alcohol back then, uh, because it was one of my stress coping mechanisms. Um, and looking back, you know, after again, I got educated in health and well-being and stress and managing it and all the things, realized that, um, man, that was not a healthy way to cope. But I was so proud that I was like, yeah, I eat stress for breakfast, man. I got this. I can handle it. Whatever. Throw it at me. Um, and that's just because in that industry and in that specific position, right, I'm, you're put under a lot of deadlines and a lot of stress and there's a lot of people coming at you with, you know, questions, with complaints, with finger pointing, with whose fault is this and who's delaying that and what are we going to do to get this done? And, you know, it's always a hurry up and go uh, type of situation. Um, anyway, I don't want to get into the, uh, world of construction and bid bidding and money and what it costs to get projects done and yada, yada. But point being, this was about stress, right? And back then I thought it was cool, man. I was so cool because I could handle stress. And, uh, that's not to say that being able to manage and handle stress isn't cool because it is, but to think that you can just absorb stress and it not have an impact on you, on your health and your well-being and your cognitive function and your mental state is uh, 
honestly, it's foolish to think so. And I know better now. And I am here to share some of that information with you. So let's just talk about, um, you know, stress as a whole. Number one, uh, when we look at managing stress or when we look at what stress is, it's essentially everything in your life. Anything and everything can stress you out. Um, your relationships, uh, that's romantic, family, friendships, any and all relationships you have, uh, your financial state or status, right? Um, you know, your basic needs as a human. So I need clothes on my back. I need a roof over my head or shelter. I need food. Um, so all of those things, whether they come to you easily or they're a challenge or a burden or there's struggles to get those things, those things can create stress. Uh, your job, your career, uh, the way you train or work out, and your emotional and mental state, right? Just to name a few. Those are some ways that you can experience stress. Now, let me also start by saying stress is not a bad thing. We actually need stress. You, as a human being, need stress because good stress can actually help activate your body and brain. It can give you energy to complete tasks. Um, and when the task is you know, completed and you've completed the task, you've checked the box, you've got it done, then ideally the stress goes away if you have good coping mechanisms and management and your nervous system returns back to its parasympathetic state, right? Or its calm, relaxed state. Um, but if that stress is, uh, um, you know, drug out for a long period of time, then that's when mental, emotional, and physical damage can take place if it's this continuous long bout of stress, right? So there's technically good stress and bad stress. Good stress is called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, -S, and bad stress is called distress or referred to as distress, right? So we have eustress and distress. There's good and there's bad. I, I, I struggle to say that there's bad because distress is actually still a good thing. You still need small doses of it so that your body can adapt and recover from it, right? So let's just think bad stress. You know, back in the day, the tiger is chasing me in the jungle. Like, I'm going to die, bro. I got to run for my life. That is not good stress. But my body adapts to my ability to overcome that situation, that scenario, and then I become stronger and more awesome because of it, right? The modern day version of that is I put myself through strenuous training, I voluntarily sign up to get in the freezing cold ice bath for X amount of minutes per day. I voluntarily choose to train at a high intensity or move a very heavy object, you know, a couple times a week. So I'm consciously choosing that distress, but I'm also controlling the amount of time I'm doing it for. I'm choosing to start it. I'm choosing to stop it. So that could be considered bad stress because it's, ooh, dangerous and it's, ooh, you know, my central nervous system is going crazy and all the lights are flashing and it's like, dude, get out of here, save yourself. Um, but it's my body's ability to adapt to that scenario, adapt to that stress, right? Overcome it and adapt to it is that what's, that's what makes me stronger and helps my body be able to produce that amazing uh, chemical called cortisol, which we need. It, it That's what helps our body uh, be able to cope with stress, right? That we're designed to do that. 
we're supposed to experience it. So please don't confuse <clears throat> the term and the concept of stress management or managing stress with avoiding stress. We all need stress. Depending on our function in life and our experiences and our history and what our goals are, <clears throat> that determines how much stress we should or could tolerate or have, right? So number one is figuring out what is your stress tolerance. An easy modern way to, you know, figure that out or determine it would just be, well, when's the last time you crashed and burned? When's the last time you had a mental or an emotional break? When's the last time you felt so fatigued after three days of, you know, your jerk boss being a, you know, a-hole to you. So you were like, I'm over this. I can't handle it anymore. I just want to go home, close the door and sleep, not talk to anyone, right? You, when you're in those, those places, those examples, that would be, you've met your, you're at your threshold, right? You've crossed the line. You cannot tolerate any more stress than that, right? Or you're having a physical response to it, right? So maybe as an example, and I will speak from my own experience here, you know, I've had a few surgeries. I've had some tweaks and injuries over the years throughout all of my endeavors and my, you know, types of training and competitions and the challenges I put myself through. But point being, those areas are still sensitive, right? There's been trauma to those areas. So when I'm highly stressed, I'll, I will feel physical pain in those areas, right? So I'll just use my back as an example. I had um, probably a three-year roller coaster ride, I call it, of trying to figure out what was going on with my back, right? I had some low back issues. Fast forwarding to the end of the story, I ended up having a couple bulging discs and a herniated disc. They were pressing on a nerve, ended up dropping me to my knees one day, ended up having uh, lumbar surgery, right? So I had back surgery. So after the long, lengthy year of recovery and rehab and getting back into training, well, I now that's, that's an area that my body experienced severe trauma, right? Um, and so now when I am super stressed or going through very high stress moments or periods in my life, I will notice my back is super tight. My back is achy and not doing its best. Or, you know, we'll use the common term, oh, my, my back went out. I threw my back out, right? Or like the Mike Tyson version, I broke my back. If anyone's seen that video, ah, it's a good one. I'll send that to you. DM me if you need to see it. It's great. It's classic. Anyway, um, I went off on a tangent. So your body will, you know, send the signals, right, of the extreme stress you're going through. And now you start to have this physical response to it, right? The other physical response could be your cognitive function goes down the drain. You can't focus anymore. You can't think straight. Your creativity is gone. Um, or you're just very low energy and fatigued. You can't get up in the morning. You're feeling super groggy. All of these things are signs that your body is not managing stress well. So we have to be able to zoom out, I like to call it, and take some inventory on, all right, what do I have here that's good stress, i.e. you stress or that stress that I'm controlling and it's you know actually benefiting me and helping me. Where am I getting bad stress or distress that has just been this ongoing thing? Is it in my relationship? Is it my finances? Is it my job, my boss, my coworker, whatever it might be? Is it my training? Maybe the training I'm doing is wrong. It's too intense. It's too heavy. It's too much volume, whatever it might be. Um, 
So taking inventory on where is all this stress come from, coming from, and still understanding that I don't want to avoid it, but I need to take inventory so I can understand how to manage it, right? And what do I need to remove? What do I need to change? Um, and what kind of uh, exercises, if you will, am I going to implement to help manage it, right? Um, and those exercises can look like many things because actually exercise is a form of stress management and stress relief when done appropriately. Um, again, you can listen to my previous episodes. I think episode number one talks about meeting yourself where you're at. That's step one to figuring out what type of program you should be on and if the stress your training is creating is appropriate for you or not. Um, and then, you know, how often are you unplugging and going for a walk and getting out in nature and just sitting there and doing nothing? And man, let me tell you, I am probably the most guilty mofo for struggling to do nothing. I utterly suck. I suck bad at doing nothing. I do not sit still well at all. Um, I think there was, uh, I want to remember the phrase. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to look it up, but it was so good. It was something about if, if, uh, busyness is your drug, then rest is stress to you or something. Yeah. Something like that. I'm going to have to find it. I'll, I'll post it in the show notes, but anyway, it, it hit home with me, right? I was like, Ooh, ouch, that stings because busyness is my drug. We're, you know, we're all addicts of some form or fashion and I'm addicted to working and getting shit done, right? I'm busy. I'm a go-getter. I'm always moving. I'm always making things happen. I'm always learning and growing and working and doing the stuff, right? And if someone's like, Chad, let's sit down and chill, bro. Like I might sit there for about five minutes before I'm like, you know, getting on edge a little bit, getting fidgety and needing to go do something, right? Because I'm not good at chilling and relaxing. So, uh, sorry, I got off on a tangent there again. I've really been really good at getting off on tangents here on these shows, so I apologize if you're not resonating with my tangents. But um, anyway, point being, what in what ways can we just chill and manage stress? What what exercises are we using to cope with them? Right. So breath work, getting out in nature, going for a walk, uh, right, getting in ice baths or getting in a sauna or just removing yourself from whatever the things that are stressing you are, right? So if the relationship, your bank account, your job, and your training, if all four of those things are filling your stress bucket, which I haven't talked about yet, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but uh, if those things are all filling your bucket, then you gotta know, what do I need to pull back on? What can I close the valve on a little bit so it's not pouring into my stress bucket so much? And which valve can I open on the bottom of my bucket to release some of the stress from the bucket, right? So before I get too far ahead of myself there, the stress bucket analogy, if you've never heard of it, just go to YouTube and type in stress bucket analogy. There's some amazing animations. Uh, I'll add a link into the show notes as well of one that I like. It's very short, like two and a half minutes. It's quick. Dude gets straight to the point, but it's a great example of the stress bucket, right? And we all have one. You've all got a bucket inside your body that can hold stress and you don't get to choose how big your bucket is, but you do get to choose how you manage it and how well you cope with it and, uh, you know, how well your body adapts with it through your experiences and your training and your exercises and coping mechanisms, if you will. Right. So basically it's understanding that 
everything is stress, right? Like the things I just mentioned, your job and your career, your training, your relationships, your finances, your day-to-day life decisions, right? It's all adding into the stress bucket. Some of it adds the little tiny drips in there. Some of it is like a huge waterfall pouring in there, right? Depending on how high the stress is. And once that bucket overflows, then that is when all of the negative effects start to happen. Be that mental, emotional, physical, you know, total full breakdowns, whatever it is, that is when those things take place. And that is not where we want to be. That means we are not managing appropriately. That means we are not releasing the stress from the bucket somehow, right? We're, we're missing the valves that are on the bottom of the bucket to help release stress, be that meditation, breath work, more sleep, adjusting your training, going for unplugged walks out in nature, whatever. I'm just naming a few things that I'm a big fan of, but those are some simple things that literally cost you nothing. Anyone can go for a walk outside, anyone, all of you. And if you you know, are paralyzed and in a wheelchair, you can go cruise in your wheelchair outside, unplugged. So there's really not too many excuses for anyone who can't go do that, because you can. And it's honestly so refreshing to unplug, leave your technology behind, and just be in your own mind and get out in nature and listen to the birds chirp and get your feet in the sand or the dirt or the grass or whatever is available to you and be in nature and just breathe. Big inhales and slower exhales. Uh, I don't want to dive too deep into breath work because that's another episode, but essentially if you were to think about trying to tap into your parasympathetic um, system, nervous system, then that's how you get into, let's just call it your calm, relaxed state, right? If I exhale slower than I'm inhaling, that helps my body get into its parasympathetic state, right? If I'm exhaling faster than I'm inhaling, then that takes me the other direction, right? That amps me up, gets me all fired up and pumped. And that's not where I'm trying to be when I'm trying to manage stress, calm myself down and be calm, cool, and collected, right? So the more that I can manage my stress, the healthier essentially I will be. So when I'm talking with clients about developing a, you know, program that aligns with you and meets you where you're at, managing stress is a very big part of that. And one of the most important things is really being able to um, understand where all these stressors are coming from, right? So a lot of times clients will come to me because they're like, hey, I saw you got your clients super lean and super jacked and they're feeling amazing and they're more fit now and they went and did that marathon they wanted to do or whatever, right? Add, add the physical uh, accolades to you know the situation of a client that I worked with um, because typically those are the type of clients that will come to me, right? And many of the questions in my initial intake form have to do with career, sleep, hydration, nutrition, stress management, how stressed are you on the day-to-day? And a lot of us don't acknowledge or understand how stressed we are, right? I read this uh, this crazy um, article the other day, and it was talking about essentially how stressed we are as Americans, right? I think this was from the American Institute of Stress. I mean, <laughs> I think that says enough about Americans being stressed if we have an actual institute on stress. But... Um, What it said was the U.S. population is one of the most stressed populations in the world. They say that the stress level experienced by Americans is 20% higher than the global average. 
So just being an American, living in our culture and society, our fast-paced, go-go-go, hustle-and-grind lifestyle, we are 20% higher stress than the entire globe. And 55% of Americans report feeling stressed during the day. So that's all day, stress during the day, 55%. That's over half. And 94% of workers are feeling stressed at work. So if you have a day job, then you most likely feel stressed at work. 94%. That basically means every damn American that has a day job is stressed out. So if we are not teaching and understanding how to manage stress and understanding the stress bucket analogy that there's good stress, that there's bad stress, that if I understand how to manage my stress, it can actually be a healthy thing. If I don't understand how to manage it and your, you know, cocky, confident, mid-20-year-old Chad who thinks he can eat stress for breakfast, then that ends up being a bad thing, man. You're coping with it either through some type of drugs, alcohol, or some other negative thing, you know, that is you know, you you think is calming and coping your stress, but is that actually helping your health and well-being? And I would argue that it's probably not because I know it wasn't helping mine back in the day. And there's a reason I chose to stop those things. And there's a reason I chose to learn how to manage stress better. And let me tell you, when I learned the stress bucket analogy, when I learned breath work, when I learned the importance of unplugging those things, were huge ticket items for my forward progress and my ability to manage stress and my ability to uh, gonna go ahead and plug episode five of listening to your body, but being able to listen to my body. I know exactly what my body feels like and how it responds when I'm under more stress than I can handle. And I know what I the things that I need to do to open those valves on the bottom of my stress bucket to essentially take a break. And when you get to a place where you can fine tune that, it doesn't mean that you have to stop or slow your uh, efficacy, efficiency. I've heard it said both ways. Uh, But if you, you know, it doesn't mean you have to slow down efficiency and productivity and stop working and or stop doing all the things that you love. You just need to make an adjustment or modification to them, right? And I will speak to this in terms of just working out, right? Let's say I'm supposed to do, you know, five sets of 10 back squats and, you know, a bunch of uh, weighted pull-ups and some high-intensity training in my workout today. Well, if I slept like crap, I've spent the last three days on overload with some work tasks or or, uh, projects that aren't done. So they're stressing me out because I'm getting close to my deadline. I need to make more time for them. So as a result of that, I'm not sleeping as well. As another result of that, I'm not eating my normal amount of food because I'm working more hours, so I'm not taking the time to cook the food, eat the food, and do all those things, right? So um, I'm missing the mark on all these things that are very important to me. So I know what my body feels like when I'm in that place. So that means I'm not missing a workout. I'm going to make adjustments to that workout. Here's the work I'm supposed to do today for my training and fitness and health and well-being, but I'm going to just tone it back, right? Maybe I'm going to go lighter on the loads. Maybe my high-intensity conditioning session is not going to be high-intensity today, and it's going to be sustainable or a steady state 
type of conditioning, right? But I'm just going to turn it, turn the volume knob down as a whole with intensity and with overall volume and time. Maybe typically that training session would have taken me 90 minutes. And you know what? Today I'm going to get in and out in 45 to 60 minutes and I'm going to give myself some grace and take the pressure off myself. That would be one way of managing stress. But the tricky part to that is I need to be able to be honest with myself. I need to know, hey, you don't have it in you today. This isn't the week. You'll have another day tomorrow and another week next week because you've chosen consistency and you've chosen to make these things part of your life. So stress management becomes a little easier to do and cope with when you understand what you're looking for. But it starts by understanding again what you're looking for. What is the stress bucket? What is your stress tolerance? What good stressors and bad stressors do you have? What are you doing personally to manage it, cope with it? What exercises have you implemented and using, right? Um, I think if you heard my just little brief uh, plug on the uh, article I read from the American Institute of Stress, it's no surprise that Americans are stressed AF, right? So I choose to not fall into that camp, right? I want to be able to control and manage my stress well. That took many years, right? I talked about how it was basically 20 years ago, 15 to 20 years ago when I was living a different life and lifestyle, I thought eating stress for breakfast was cool. Um, that is no longer the case. I don't, I don't think that I can eat stress for breakfast. And as a matter of fact, I know I can't and I don't want that. It doesn't have a good taste to it. Um, so understanding how to manage your own stress, what stresses you out, and what you need to move, shift, and adjust so that you can manage it better can help you tremendously, right? I work with so many people who are just not understanding, why am I not achieving my weight loss goals? Why am I not achieving my aesthetics and body composition goals? Why am I not having more energy? I just don't know why I'm so tired in the morning still when I wake up. Um, I don't know why my body's not recovering and I'm just sore for like three days after those training sessions. Well, let's zoom out and take a look at your stress. Let's take a look at the big picture. How are things at work? How are things at home? How are your finances? Are you eating and drinking enough water every day? How's your sleep been? We got to look at all those things, pop the hood and take a look at all of that to understand, oh, they're the things that are wrong. We need to manage stress better. And then you'll actually achieve all of your fitness and wellness and health goals, right? So if you are missing the mark and, or I guess missing the point that stress management and stress as a whole plays such a big, significant role in your health and wellness journey, then I hope, my hopes are that this episode helps shed a little light and helps wake you up to, yo, zoom out, take a look at your stress bucket, take some inventory, figure out what you can adjust what you need to adjust, what can you make changes in, what do you need to focus on, what are your priorities with all of those um, different, you know, things that are filling your stress bucket, right? So the good stress, the bad stress, what can I adjust, what can I turn up, turn down, what can I manage better, and what am I doing, honestly, for the main, my main exercise, my main coping mechanism to help manage it, right? To just breathe. And I like to use that breath work. I do breath work every single morning. I get out and walk in the outdoor open air in an unplugged state every single day. Some days it is very brief and short. Some days it's just when I'm sipping my coffee in the morning, but I ensure that I get out 
in the outdoors, breathe fresh air, get sunlight in my eyes, and preferably on the majority of my body as much as possible, and do that unplugged, right? I'm not on my phone. I don't have my computer on. It's just being in the moment and just letting your mind run. Um, And ideally, you'd be able to figure out what exercises and coping mechanisms work best for you. And hopefully that helps drain your bucket a little, right? Instead of overflowing it. We want the bucket to be balanced. Remember, stress is good. It's not bad. Don't run from it. Don't hide from it. But learn how to manage it, friends. All right. I hope this episode helped shed some light. And if you got any questions, you know where to find me. Drop me a message. I'm here for you, fam. Take care. choosing to invest your time with me today. I hope that some of the information shared is something you'll be able to implement into your own journey. And friends, please remember, you are not just here to survive, you are here to thrive.